Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode two of Athlete's Truth. My name is Victoria, and I will be hosting this podcast today. And with me, I have someone very special to me. Uh, his name is Jay. How you guys doing? It's me, Jay. <laughs> nice to be here, Vic. So Jay is actually one of my really good friends that I ended up meeting through COVID and a mutual friend. So during COVID, me and Jay picked up playing tennis almost every day with the nice weather. It was a lot of fun. To get started, we're going to begin with a little bit about how school sports and my views on high school sports and Jay's gonna put in his views here but going back many many years ago or moons ago when I was in high school high school sports seemed to me to be very fun very you're playing with your friends not a lot of people looked at it as being like oh you're an athlete okay that's what you're labeled as I know for me in regards to high school no one knew me as Victoria everyone knew me as oh you're the girl that plays soccer that was my identity that I grew to have in high school then I was thinking when I started coaching I coached high school I was like why are these coming to me and saying like oh I'm labeled as a soccer star oh I'm labeled as this I'm labeled as that and I was like what what I really want to talk about here is aspects around high school sports so one of my main topics here I kind of want to look at athletes who don't go on to play in college Jay I don't know if you want to add here about any anybody you grew up with who just played in high school because of their friends so I would definitely fall into that category just a little bit because I did not follow up into college but I will definitely get into that part of the story when I get there so I want to ask you some questions, or actually you can add on to my story here and my thoughts. I think a lot of people who don't play in college seem to be overlooked in high school by coaches and sometimes teammates, but a lot of kids who don't want to play in college just because they want to play with their friends that they played with since they were younger, or just want to play the sport because they love it. I feel like you don't get the attention they needed and are kind of overlooked by many people because they're not taking that next step. They kind of get lost. Exactly. I would totally agree with you on that because a lot of people just love the game, whatever it may be, whether it be volleyball, soccer, football, baseball, tennis, or anything. I mean, it really all depends on who you are as a person, how far you want to keep going with your athletic career. And uh, determining on you know your whole life plan or how things are working out or how much you want to focus on either school or sport. It's tough to work both in and make it, you know, make it happen for both. And I also feel like, too, coming off what you were saying, it's hard for students who play the sport just in high school and they're done with the sport. Like, say they play their last game, they're not prepared for that ending, so to say. Like a lot, yeah, of, yeah like a lot of kids who want to keep continuing on playing. This is the last time they're playing with their best friends that they grew up with playing Rex Travels. And granted, our schools they do many assemblies and they're great assemblies about drugs or alcohol. Like, and the assemblies they have are great but i feel like maybe we should add in an assembly that prepares students for their endings in that sport yeah well here's another thing that i would also like to add on to that so um i mean a great album by uh huey lewis in the news from way back in the 80s is called sports and it's on the album cover it's him and the band and they're sitting in a sports bar and people are like oh why'd they call it sports because that's what ends up being most people in their life in sports it ends up becoming you and your friends just watching it at a you know on someone's couch or out at the bar or something and you guys aren't really you're not playing the sport but you're still watching it but when it when it comes to following up with sport after high school and not in college there's really no set in ground or a set in stone way to um, really go about things there are different leagues intramural leagues and um i mean there's so many different ways to go about it that a lot of people just over overlook and really just say i'm dropping the ball here and this is where it stands and uh when it comes to tennis i play at a tennis club and there are people up into their 
teams who are still playing every couple uh, every couple of days out of the week in the morning all summer long and it really gives me uh gives me a you know that confidence that hopefully i'll be able to play until i'm that old because a lot of the people that you know i went to school with over the years and stuff their their sports careers ended when their school career ended real shame because they're great athletes and they can keep playing and now they might even have more time to play it's just they don't really know how to go about it exactly and it'd be nice for schools to have i guess like even like how we have like many career fairs maybe like having a fair for students who want to keep playing post high school and don't want to play in college just knowing yeah. there is options out there for them to play like you said your tennis club like having them maybe come to school and be like if you like tennis and want to play but don't want to play in that collegiate level or professional level here's an option for you to come play i really exactly. like exactly yeah, I really liked what you had to say about having that other option to go to because a lot of students don't know that. And in high school, a lot of kids are just finding themselves. In high school, you're you're growing up, you're figuring out what's what you like, what you don't like, what your family dynamics, absolutely everything. And it's kind of hard for kids to develop their self identity and then having an abrupt ending to something they love, like even like cheering, dance. No one knows like after that, like where can they go? Can they play on a competitive cheer team? Can they do competitive dance? Is there clubs out there? No one knows that unless they know somebody who has done that before so i think that'd be good for everyone's that's even tying in mental health like a lot of people get depressed post their school sport or their oh yeah because they they lose a huge part of their life that they've been working at week in week out for you know countless years and uh they don't really prepare you for that stop to the madness really yeah 100%. without further ado if you want you want to share your story with everyone all right so i was thinking i was gonna start it all the way back when i was like a little kid my my introduction to sports and uh i mean my family uh i mean my father my grandfather they were both athletes in their prime uh my my grandfather he held tons of track records for uh, shot put and uh, javelin uh, from where we're from. And uh, he had always been kind of like the, you know, the bird on my shoulder teaching me things how to do. And same with my dad as well. And uh, when I was a kid, you know, I had the uh, opportunity to play all sports. I mean, Vic probably doesn't even know I even played little soccer, peewee soccer when I was a kid. I was not the best, but it was fun. It was okay. And then, um, I mean, t-ball to baseball. And uh, I definitely fell in love with baseball when I was a kid. But um, so, yeah, I had played for um, about maybe seven or eight years when I was young, from maybe the age of five to about maybe 11, 11, 12, maybe 13. I had played baseball and I really love baseball. I love playing it. But at the same time, I also love playing basketball. And we had a flag football league in town, which I really liked. But at the same time, I didn't really want to get all knocked up playing tackle. And I figured uh, there are a lot of kids that are a whole lot bigger than me that I'm really not trying to play a defensive lineman against. So uh, I chose to stay away from football. But um, throughout elementary school, I tried to play everything from football, baseball, like soccer, basketball. So I definitely had a rounded out childhood when it came to playing sports. And then when it comes to me and my friends, we'd always play street hockey, play football in the park, basketball. So it's not like we were only just playing in our leagues, but we were playing outside of it as well. And then when it came to middle school, I had moved from a slightly more competitive league to a more recreational league for baseball. And honestly, that was some of the most fun that I've ever had on a field with, you know, in all time. Um, it was a team, it was maybe four or five teams, and it wasn't as competitive as 
per se, like a travel team, because it was one recreational league that played just with ourselves. But I mean, that was so much fun. And it really truly taught me that it doesn't have to just be purely competitive. You could be playing it just because you love it. And that's what I really appreciated looking back on it is uh, definitely uh, for my uh, love of the sport. So uh, then when it came to to high school, I was with a buddy of mine and we had this big convention for all the spring sports and I had tried out for ba- uh, basketball. I didn't make the team, sadly, but I was a little bit slower back then than I am now, so I don't I don't really hold any grudges why, but so uh, we're walking through, we're looking at like track and we're like, eh, we don't really want to run all summer, uh, you know, all spring long. And baseball, the way that baseball was in our town, it was kind of, it was kind of daddy's ball. Your dad got you on the team or whatever. And uh, neither of us really, uh, really had the fathers who would have really wanted to do that for us because um, just didn't really seem right playing bench all, all year long while uh, some kid not better than you is getting some field time. So, uh, me and my buddy, we decided, you know what, why don't we try playing tennis? We never really played tennis like that, but we got a kind of good understanding of how the game is. And uh, we, we both started playing, and we fell in love with it immediately. Played tennis our freshman year. I played my sophomore year as well, and then cut, mid, uh, cut mid-season because I got caught up in other things. I had, you know, I was struggling with addiction, sadly. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was keeping me pretty busy, too. And I just thought, you know what, I'll come back maybe my junior or senior year and come back stronger than I was and I never ended up doing so which sadly is one of my regrets because I would have probably ended up playing tennis in college it's just didn't play my senior year or junior year so that kind of cut me short but um other than that I mean I'd still love to I love the game tennis and then um not playing for all those years I kind of fell away from sports in general and I I almost forgot to mention you know which is now technically labeled a sport because we're in the Olympics but I've been skateboarding my entire life. And I mean, I started when I was maybe five or six and I still, I was skateboarding two nights ago in this freezing cold weather. Um, but skateboarding has definitely been the one constant throughout all my sports because it's an individual sport. You don't need a team. You don't need a coach. You just need yourself and a plank of wood with some wheels on it and you could have a ton of fun. And I mean, got me to and from school for all those years and now it's a good way me and my buddies will go out go to a spot or a skate park and we'll be there all day long just having just having fun with ourselves but when it comes to uh my career of sports after high school i had um i had the the luckiness to have a friend like you vic and our other buddy of ours that uh goes hey jay didn't you play tennis in high school i'm like yeah of course i played and uh he goes, well, you think you could teach me and Victoria how to play? I'm like, oh, no problem. I'll be there. And honestly, totally re-sparked my interest in the game. And I've been playing, you know, what, two, two and a half years now? Almost every day throughout the summer as much as I can. I'm part of a private tennis club now. And that's been a total joy to be a part of. Absolutely fantastic. And even even with so how you were saying with coaching, I was coaching um, – tennis lessons and it was great it was kids from the age of like five five to eleven or something like that and they were all great but um the hours just weren't working out but i mean tons of fun teaching it on to the next generation and even teaching it to you know you guys my friends and uh i mean couldn't be more blessed with the opportunities that even just knowing how to play tennis has given me over the years and i'm sure you could say as well how much fun you had playing tennis with us yeah i think Tennis was probably our safe space during COVID. 
when everything oh, in the world has shut down. I mean, with everything, with social distancing, I mean, we could have asked for a better sport to get back into. Because, yeah. you know, soccer, you're a little close. Football, you're definitely a little close. Uh, baseball, even, you're pretty close, especially being in the dugout with, you know, the team and whatnot. But that also brings me to my, uh, my current status with sports is that um, I had a buddy of mine come to me about maybe last last June or maybe maybe it was late spring but it could have been early summer and uh he goes Jay uh you know I never really played baseball like and I go what are you talking about dude like what you never like played catch you never played like you know you never played in like gym or nothing and he grew up in the city, so it's not like he was really close to the parks or anything where he was. And I believe, but um, he never really had the opportunity to grow up playing baseball in the suburbs like I did. So I go, dude, we got to teach you how to play. That's a life skill you got to know. You never know if your kid's going to end up being the next baseball star or something. So you should definitely learn how to play. So I gave him an old glove. We started playing catch. He got better and better. And then over time, after a couple of weeks of us playing catch, I was like, all right, let's go to the batting cages, dude. Let's do it. So I took him a couple of times and then I came to the realization. I was like, dude, this is all great. And it's good that you're learning the game. But there's nothing like really playing a baseball game. And he agreed. He goes, well, do you think we could join a league or something? And I go, well, why don't we just start our own thing? And I got together about maybe maybe 20 guys I know or whatnot. And I go, hey, guys, we're going to have a, you know, we're going to play some baseball in the park today. You guys are more than welcome to come, bring whoever. Um, we got extra equipment. Only two rules to our league is no fighting and wood bats, which has been working out pretty good thus far. And, um, I mean, we ran three games a week all through the summer into the fall and has been probably the most fun I've had in my whole life is running this baseball league. So I control when the times are, whenever we meet, and the thing that's also good about this league is that we don't have chosen teams like a normal league we do pickup games because everybody now since we're all out of college all have different jobs we all have different schedules so if you can't make it one day we have it three times a week so you can make it another day and um i mean it worked out fantastic we had a great turnout at all of our games absolutely fantastic fun and it definitely from the beginning of the league to uh towards the end the majority of the people who were playing in this league didn't play baseball in high school and we don't have a single person who played in college in this league so of course we were all terrible at first because we all haven't played in 10 12 years or whatever since we were kids but as the league progressed and we went on with it by the end of the league we were really shaping up into really good ball players and it really ended up good um another question for you vic did you play softball at all or no yeah throughout high school i played softball up until i think my junior year and then soccer obviously took over my life, so I wasn't able to get... So soccer took the brain away from you. Yeah, but I love softball. What position did you play in softball? Uh, range from, let's see, first base, outfield, and pitcher, but I was an atrocious pitcher. <laughs> they, I had taken the mound maybe once or twice in my pre of my current league career, and I was never good. <laughs> didn't have the quite the heat and the consistency as others so uh i was first and outfield mostly myself but uh as a kid i would i would always play catcher and it has definitely ruined my knees worse than skateboarding has i'll yeah. tell you that like it's awesome too to have everybody come together and like even make like new friends and everything People oh absolutely to talk to. because the thing that's great about this league that i'm running for baseball is that 
it's it's open to the public costs nothing to play you just got to show up yourself and admit if you got one if not we always got extras and i mean friends of some of my friends have brought their friends who i'd never met and now i'm really good friends with them met tons of great people through it we got about maybe anywhere from like 20 to 25 consistent people who are always there but it, it switches out because we all got different schedules so minimum we're usually anywhere between 19 to 23 people who show up and i mean it's fantastic it's tons of fun yeah and it's awesome and it is a co-ed league so you're more than welcome to join us whenever you'd like <laughs> thanks i appreciate it but that's awesome there's no discriminating in our league yeah it's it's fun playing co-ed and like meeting all these people, especially like in the town you're in, and some of these people you never knew existed, and they have these awesome personalities. We're building connections now too, and everything. I mean, one I was at the local bar maybe someday over the summer, and uh, this guy comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, you got you got those two Firebirds, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, who's asking?" He goes, "I live right behind you, and we had grown up like our houses back to back, not knowing each other our entire lives." Now I'm really good friends with the guy. He plays in my league all summer long. And uh, we even caught a Mets game this summer. And I mean, tons of fun. Just people you would never know that, you know, you'd become good friends with just appear out of the blue and end up, you know, being a part of your sports history, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. And one more thing before we go here. So you touched upon how you were in high school going through addiction and how things were going wrong with your girlfriend and everything. Can you just touch on that and just give advice to those out there who may be going through the same thing you are? Absolutely. I, I didn't know how graphic you wanted me to get there. No, whatever you feel comfortable <laughs> with. <laughs> so, so when I was maybe about a sophomore, I was definitely battling addiction with cigarettes and drugs and and uh, nothing too crazy, just some, just some weed. And uh, I mean, uh, it just really wasn't wasn't my main priority was to keep playing tennis. And the team was giving me a hard time, so I just figured out drop it here. Um, and I will definitely say that is one of my largest mistakes in life. Um, definitely a hint of regret, but not too much because hey, I mean, without that. I'd never have, I would have probably never come back to tennis or maybe I would have just burnt myself out with it because I know a whole lot of athletes, and I'm sure you do too, Vic, that they play and they play and they play and they feel like they're obligated to play. And then they get to the point where they just, they, they can't handle it anymore, whether it be the stress of competition or stress of training or whatnot. And they just end up getting fed up with it and they drop it completely and they, they never touch the bat or they never touch the ball, you know, ever again. And honestly, I'm kind of happy the way that everything worked out for me because say if I did did end up continuing playing i might have been burnt out by tennis by the end of high school and then maybe i wouldn't even want it to play in college and uh, um i mean when it goes out uh, when it comes down to it for the kids that who are eventually going to be listening to this um number one thing is just you know follow your heart decide what you want to do it's you know there's there are so many choices but there are no wrong choices there are only choices that you make whether the outcome be good or bad it's all experiences that you got to take from and look forward from i mean when it comes to things that you can change or that you wish you should have changed way back when you can't dwell on it you just have to keep moving forward and look at the good things that you do have and take the good from the bad really and um i mean when it comes down to it it's all about the fun or the love of the game and if your heart's not in the right place with it maybe find another thing to keep you keep you occupied or whatnot like i was saying before with skateboarding skateboarding has always been my my number one and uh i mean i've never gone away from it for too long maybe the most is a couple of weeks or a month without doing it but uh skateboarding has always been a solid constant throughout my entire sporting uh 
sporting life there just because it's always there it doesn't matter if it's cold and uh that definitely kept me going in a way definitely but uh any more questions Vic I'm I'm all ears <laughs> no I appreciate you sharing your story and saying the battle you went through and I'm proud of you for sharing your story and also thank you so much for oh thank you and, and thank you Vic for getting me back into tennis <laughs> no problem thank you for teaching me how to hit tennis ball over the net <laughs> I'll, before we end here, I'll leave with a funny story. So one day, me, Jay, and some of our other friends, we were playing tennis. Mind you, Jay is the best one out of all by far. And me and my other friend that Aww. we play with, <laughs> me and my other friend that we play with, we're like mediocre, to say the best, like the least. But every day we've got a whole lot better. Yes, I agree with that. But. <laughs> We were at the tennis courts, and these guys used to go every day and play next to us when we were in. Oh, we were I remember this COVID. day. So we were, you know, <laughs> we were like, we can take these guys. I remember this story. <laughs> Mind you, these guys were like hitting the ball ninety miles per hour. So we, <laughs> Jay and our other friend, were like, all right, we got this. We started playing them. I don't even think we hit one of their serves. I think they, I think they won the whole. Time. They were like. Oh, these kids think they know how to play tennis. They were they were hitting us. They were serving at least like a hundred, like minimum serving at a hundred. And uh, I mean, all the ground strokes are perfect too. And I was like, oh, this is not really going to end up well for us. They they totally washed us that day. Hey, we got excited when we at least hit the ball. Like the ball wasn't even going back to them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious. It was so bad. <laughs> that was a good. Yeah. Well, when it comes to our buddy, I had pretty much turned him into someone who had never played tennis before and he's an adult mind you it's not like he was younger whereas most people learn the sport when they're a kid he picked it up as maybe 25 26 something yeah one of the two and within the past two years he could keep up with me and everyone else that i play with uh -huh. he was a member of the tennis club as well i'm not sure if he's renewing this year but i hope he does <laughs> and uh i mean he's almost he, he's almost into the tennis game harder than i am now which is fantastic that i could at least spread that love of tennis on to someone else and i mean he really is great now still can't beat me but he's definitely a whole lot better <laughs> so every time uh we're me and him are talking about tennis or whatnot i, I bring up like a want me to bring up the scores from last season he's like ah you know. <laughs> and he was like what you took you took uh you took uh, notes of all the games i was like of course i got to remember my record for the summer <laughs> tons of fun endless fun yeah. and hopefully this summer we get a ton of nice weather up here and uh we continue it on yeah definitely well jay so, thank you so much i appreciate it yeah absolutely thank you for having me Vic. no problem it was great seeing you the other day at that parade yeah and uh thank you for having me of course no problem and when it gets warmer we'll be hitting those courts soon yes i'm gonna start with a quote we'll end with a quote mental health is not a very easy thing to talk about in sports it's not perceived as very masculine we're so trained to be mentally tough in sport to show weakness we're told in so many words is to deserve shame but i am here to show weakness and i'm here not ashamed this quote is by a tennis player marty fish who is a top 10 tennis player but wrestled with panic and anxiety attacks and he's opened up and spoken about the difficulty of being open about his mental health and the perception that athletes shouldn't be weak so jay with that thank you so much and everyone this is athletes